0: Oh, hello there. What's up, everybody? Uh, it's me, Fudd, uh, here for another beautiful episode of Fair The Burn. I know I'm not as attractive as the usual host, not quite looking so good in this seat, but brace yourself because it's my show now, so fuck you. I don't care. I take this life too serious to watch it pass me by. I'm awake, I'm aware, not delirious. This is me, and it feel right. I'm a star in the waiting area This era is my prime I'll pack the load, I'll carry ya If I can find the time This kinda feels like basement Basemanize Philosophize my life But greener vaporize, I hate my life when I sleeping, I'm keeping my secrets close to my heart. You'll have to kill me to get me goofing, geekin'. I'm seeking out greatness, but the cost is my regular likeness leaking out like some unwanted nudes. I face unwarranted and unwanted dudes. I feel like I'm facing time to face my passion head on. Like Tarantino's car crashes. Before we get into it, we got a couple of sponsors to thank. Uh, this episode's uh podcast is gonna be brought to you by Pirate Rum Arg. Uh, also going to be brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, because who doesn't want to go somewhere to sit on very uncomfortable seats for way too long, looking at a TV at an awkward angle to be around a bunch of sweaty people that don't know that much about sports to buy overpriced drinks. Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, current events, uh, before we get into it too and bring on the guest, um, there was a school shooting. Yep, that sucks. Uh, Pete Davidson surfaced on the internet recently after another spelunking cave-diving adventure in Kim Kardashian's ass. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, a new artist, uh, Craig, drops some music, uh, which is pretty dope. You give it a listen, uh, which is my terrible segue to bring on this week's guest, continuing uh, my very in-depth series of the youth group, uh, from uh, his childhood um, Our guest, welcome him Chandler Fair yeah, yeah. A guest on my very own podcast Fucking thank you, welcome Yeah, Thanks, well it's guys. mine now So Yeah, well it is yours, that's true Look at me,
1: <laughs> I'm okay? the captain okay. now <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm sorry Khabib <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to come and disrupt And when I'm the captain, we drink <laughs> And we fucking drink Uh... Oh, we're getting into this right now, like right away. You have a name for this podcast? Yeah, it's Dangerous Dave's Drinking Hour. Dangerous Dave's Drinking Hour. That's amazing. Can I? Can I drink what you're drinking, and you drink what I'm drinking? You know what I mean? No. So it's like we're we're switching. So it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. You know it's your show. Fuck it. You can pour whatever the fuck you'd want to pour. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop trying to. To control things. I'm just a guest on this podcast today. If if not the most egotistical thing I've ever done, to be like, I'm a guest on my own podcast <laughs> that I am hosting every single week. Yeah, we're groundbreaking. We're so progressive. We're fucking progressive as shit. Uh, so this one is to uh, your your song, if you want to give it a little shout here before we... Go stream The artist Dilemma, all one word, with a period at the end of it, by Craig Period. Check it out. It's fucking dope as shit. I worked on it with a good buddy named Radley. Great song. It's out today. So, prost, prost, braska, delicious. So this is gonna get a little wild, a lot wild. So, so no. you know. So let's get into it. All right, we're getting Chan. Yeah, what's up, Dave? Channy chan chan chan. Let's pour up some drinks. If we're going to drink some shots, let's get fucking crazy quick, dude. Okay. okay. Give me this room. Give me this room. I'm gonna do this. Right. I'm trying to. Dave, what are you interviewing me for, Dave? Uh my very in-depth that's what I said it before, my very in-depth series we'll on a church group that I've been that I've been studying since I was a kid. Mm. Um I used to watch their their sermons uh and I can't open this fucking bottle and talk at the I only same have time? one fucking hand uh You're helping me with that there champ yep yeah. um and i uh i just thought it'd be really interesting to sort of get them all back together to uh to really kind of get them to reflect on on their time in this uh this church group because you know if there's one thing that i would really consider myself as a scholar uh because it generally when i walk into a room i'm the smartest one there <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yes to your joke and also to the smell of that fucking rum. It's delicious. Um, it's yeah, you're the, you're the smartest person there, so you were studying these sermons? Uh, yeah, so, um, which you were part of that, uh, that youth the group, group. Yeah. Um, so that's why I thought it'd be interesting to bring you on. You know, I had, uh, Cameron on last week. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, and I, it was just really interesting to hear his, uh, sort of his journey and his, uh, from the church, you what could was say? the biggest thing that you took away from that? Um, it's not what you consider to what people standardly think it is to be a Satanist, especially ex-Christians. Uh, and it's okay to be a Satanist if somebody says they're a Satanist. That doesn't inherently mean you should banish them and say they're a devil worshiper. Yeah. It's all about you being a good person. Yeah. At the end of the day. <laughs> I, you know, I love your series, David. I've Thank been, you. I've been watching, I've been watching for, uh, you know, I've been watching Featherburn for a while. Uh, so I'm really glad to be here. Well, that's good, but it's my turn to talk now. Cause okay. I'm the host. <laughs> this so is, so shut up. Okay. Uh, we're we're gonna get into this interview part, and I want to start with how you got into the church. Did you just shoot out of the womb into the church, or did the, the church extract you from your mother? How did it? What happened? Right. Tell yeah. Me the right. Precisely <laughs> of you being birthed into the Christian you are now. I was birthed into the Christian church. This is true. The, the Christian church was was around me when I came into the world. Um, no, I uh, I started going to the Pursuit, which is the church, um, the end of my fifth grade year, because my mom met the youth pastors when she was the property manager. So, at, were you involved at all in church before? That? My family was kay. right a, in Haver. Um, my mom and my dad were, but then the t- town found out that my dad was cheating on my mom for all those years, and they were like <laughs> <laughs> for like ten years, dude. And they and my they were like the youth pastors of the church we went to, like volunteer youth pastors. <laughs> right. So we got like shunned out of that shit. So I knew about church. I think the only thing worse than paid youth pastors might be volunteer youth pastors. <laughs> Well, their hearts in the right place, <laughs> you know. Like, like they're not going to be good at their jobs, but uh, their hearts were in the right place. My dad's like, dick was in the wrong place, but their hearts were the places. Yeah, very multi, multi, multiple multi- places. Yeah, multiple places. Uh, did you like? So, did you go to that church though? Like, were you
1: involved like, the in the one it? with the
0: life group? Uh, no, no, no. With, uh, like in, in Haver. Haver? Yeah. No, it was, it was when I was super young. So your, your religious experience essentially did start fifth grade. In fifth grade. Yeah. In fifth grade. When my mom met the youth pastors when she was, uh, the property manager at this apartment place, uh, and she met them because they were two like probably 23, 24 year old dudes, like around what we are, maybe mm-hmm. 25, um, who on a rainy day went down with super soakers to the pool and like filled up the super soakers in the hot tub with the hot tub water and started like running around and like spraying each other just as like grown dudes. Um, shit that I could see us doing yeah. for sure. Just wild stuff. And my mom approached him and she was like, she was like, you guys are so fun. Like, what is your story? And they were like, oh, well, you know, we're down here from Alaska and loving God and going to Bible college and working at the YMCA. No, we're youth pastors at the church. That's how we found out about it. And we ended up going Mother's Day of my fifth grade year. And what was that church called? The pursuit. That was the pursuit. Yeah, the pursuit, yeah. The pursuit. Um so how did you like did you when when you first got into the church were you like full bore like Jesus is the way and this is for me, or did it take you a little time to warm up to it? How did you Bro, how did you get more involved? From day one. Yeah. From day one, I was like, oh, this you're makes You're like, sense. God is me, and I am God. Well, dude, I was a fat kid, you know, like, who came from, like, a single and parent And they're like, household. somebody loves you, it's Jesus Christ. And yes. you're like, oh, yes. They were <laughs> like, you have a father. I went, I have a father? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, he loves you. I was like, yes, my dad fucking loves me, man. And they're like, who's your dad? I'm like, God. Um. Yeah, I remember that the, the, the sermon on that day was very, like, gospel-oriented. It was very much Jesus came, and he died for you, and fucking mm. rose again. And he loves you, man. Like, Jesus really loves you like your mom probably loves you. Probably some other story, but it related back to that, because that's what every sermon they say you need to talk about the resurrection at the minimum. You know, that's kind of funny, though, because Jesus seems like the standard American father where they're like, yeah, he's coming back. Don't worry. Yeah. He just went out for cigarettes. He's coming yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Daddy's been away, he's been on a long vacation for a long time, but don't worry, he's gonna be back soon. The kids are starting to fucking eat each other. Russia's (laughs) invading fucking Ukraine's room because they're fucking starving. Um, Dad, if you could come back soon, that would be great! Hey, Dad, it's me, your son, America, writing you again. I know I was the middle child, but, um, I just... I was really missing you. We could use the money. He's coming, son. Don't worry. He's coming. Yeah, I'm fucking sure he is, man. But he needs to get here, like, right now. Meanwhile, mom's yelling, he never paid his fucking child support. <laughs> Not one day. That son of a bitch. Oh, my God, dude. Um, This but, is going to be so bad. This podcast is oh, going to be yeah. so well, bad. Well, it was, it's a bold move to... Drink as much as we're about to and try to have a civil discussion about your church upbringing. But are going to do Oh, yeah. It. We're going to try. It's going to be bashful. Uh, bashful? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you trying to make my cheeks turn red like that fucking dwarf, man? Uh, so, so you go to church. Yeah, I and go to church. you feel the spirit. From day one. From day Cried. one. Cried, dude. I remember crying, cry? dude, crying so hard. Ugh. And they are like, are you crying? And I go, it's just allergies. <laughs> like, like. But I'm crying like a bitch, dude. Because I fucking feel God. I feel the spirit. Like, so yeah, I wanted to like, I started going to the youth group. Um, Like, even before we had Renewal, which was our 6th through 12th grade youth group, like, there were two groups before. We talked about it last week with Cameron. Uh-huh. This The um the younger one was called Detour. I went to, like, one or two detours, and then Renewal Poof, hit pretty hard my fucking 6th grade summer. But, yeah, man, I was bought in since day one. Uh, Okay, so that kind of leads us into the actual youth group, like, aspect of it. So, like, start, I guess, start with the whatever was the start of, like, your youth group experience? Like, what what was that like? Because I know this is, like, about, kind of, about specifically that youth group, so let's get fucking into it. Yeah. That. Um, I mean, it's definitely about the youth group. It's about the, our life group, uh, like, more so, I would say. Okay. So um, I also do – I'm going to put this other. I do have some, like, general questions about your relationship with, uh, I guess, kind of Christianity, religion in general, and the Bible for after – so if we're not too hammered, make sure to remem- remind me of that – uh, you know we we'll get there. Yeah, as long as you keep that paper around that you had those questions yeah, on, I think yeah, we'll be able there. to ref- reference uh, the paper. But uh, b- but yeah, just so I am kind of curious about that too. But let's start with the fucking the youth group, the group youth itself. Group, yeah, so renewal, right? Real on the outside, new on the inside. Um, you got to understand, man. Like it started with a youth group where. You show up around, like, 6.30. I think the thing starts at, like, 6.45 or 7, maybe. Right, it might right? start at 6 or 6.30, yeah. Oh, so, but you, it's, it's either at 6 or 7. And people show up, like, 30 minutes before, man. I used to come right after school and fucking hang, dude. It was the dopest hang until we actually went in. So, like, the first part is, like, everyone shows up and just chills, kicks it. There's, like, loud music playing. People are talking, Um, we had this thing called a gaga ball pit where is this taking place in the church in the church and Um, like also in the parking lot like we would just like hang out in the parking lot like a a tailgate it's essentially a tailgate yeah but with like no drinks like people had water and stuff but they were just vibing dude like it was just talking and just feeling the lord man and loving people and talking to them and playing gaga ball which is like that um, you know those ball pits that are at the school that we shoot basketballs at and it's like an octagon or like a hexagon type thing. Okay. And they're generally pretty small. They're about like your knee height. But when we played, the ones that they built at my church were like probably five and a half feet tall. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it's like people like... And we played with like a real legit like like kickball. Like one of those old right. kickballs. And just fucking smacking it at each other and trying to get each other out. And epic games of that shit, man. Um, and then it goes into the service where... It's just a weird experience, man, because you start out generally playing a game, like when you start youth group, like there would be times we would play massive amounts, and I'm talking, you know, 150 to 300 kids at any given night, um, mass amounts games of like Simon Says, or like Ships and Sailors, which is like a running game where like on one side of ships, on the other side of sailors. Was there ever like any sort of like relation to God or like, hey, this is kind of I, with the games I had to go rescue the sheep yeah no it's just nope you're vibing dude. it's just pure like marketing yes like get the kids to enjoy being here yeah huh. yeah because like they would just have fun shit like that like we used to do these sing-along songs sometimes um, the two leaders of my church were really good at them one of them was called the banana song um, and it's not like any banana song you know about dude I mean, it is kind of, well, but here's here's what it is. Here's what it is. You know the banana song. <laughs> grow bananas, grow, grow bananas. You know this. Grow bananas, grow, grow bananas. Peel bananas. And then you peel the bananas back, and then you go bananas. Right? You go bananas. Go, go bananas. Go bananas. Go, go bananas. Here's where they here's where they go different. They go banana to the left, banana to the right. I peel your banana and uh take a bite. Uh take a bite. Oh uh, take a bite. Like, we used it's to hot, just repeat dude. that. Like yeah, yeah, dude. Ooh, that's shit, in bro. here, dude. Um uh, that's Craig, the artist dilemma, coming out right now. <laughs> uh, take a bite. Yeah, dude. So then after that we would go into like heavy worship sets um for like 20 minutes where there's like passionate Christian rock songs playing. And there's, like, I played bass, Alex played guitar, or, like, people would sing, play, like, full drum kits, lights. Like, it would, like, be dark and, like, on the drop of choruses, like, shit would light up. Um, kids are, like, singing their hearts out, I'm dude. Imagining, I'm imagining you, like, fucking, uh, was that, like, Whitney Houston that sings that song? Like, the lights are all down and then you just hear, like, the synth drums, like, and then the lights come hey, no! up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your fucking shirt's, yeah. like, blowing in the wind, unbuttoned. <laughs> yes, dude. There are fa- There's so many fans in church just for that to make everyone look like they're uh, fucking heavenly. Uh. Um, and also because people hate being hot. So it was just a weird experience because it'd go from this, this like cool hang for like anywhere between for me like two to two hours to thirty from thirty minutes to two hours. Um, to a really silly, goofy game, mm. to really intense worship music to, like, a video that's gonna lead into the message, and then you have the message about whatever the topic is. Um, And then the last, like, 30 minutes of the night, you went into life groups, which is where you split, and you talk to, like, the dudes in your group. And our life group got so big, we had, like, at least 30 kids certain nights um, that we had to, like, split into multiple groups and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, would this... uh Okay so I so I kind of have heard you obviously you talk about this in our past lives and uh, past lives in our past conversations. Uh and like you talk about this place like you're God king head honcho incarnate. <laughs> uh, so I want to get into that like where how does that happen? Yeah. Like what at what point do you become a ch- a youth group church leader where we're, we're youth monsters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I can't remember when I started, man. I definitely started playing bass. Or, like, I guess, like, how does that, how does that situation evolve? Because right. I know, like, it's probably somebody's, like, it's a calling from God or blah, 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 whatever. But, like, who are the people? How does that get put in place? Like, what are the steps that you gain power in the church? The very uh, basic answer is just ask. Uh, and love God. Love God. Like outwardly. Love yeah, God. like have a passion for like, sure. Like how people on the left are politically correct outwardly. That's how you need to love God. Yeah. Church. Yeah. And and really loving God, other than coming down to being like, I love God is just being an overly nice person. Just the kindest person who's always gonna be like, Yeah, man, it's Absolutely. all it's all good. It's a it's a beautiful life. And you know what? I love you, God loves you. It's like life is amazing. So, at the, <laughs> yeah, the basic answer is just ask. Um, I started playing bass. My mentor, uh, he taught me how to play bass because he was playing bass in the band. Mm-hmm. And so then I started playing for the youth group. And I wanted to play for the Sunday service, because. but they needed we needed to like watch the videos that are actually from the churches that do it to be like, you need to play the parts like the people from that church. And I go, no man, if it's a G, I'm just going to play a fucking G and I'm going to run that G. Mm. And then if it's an A, I'm going to run that fucking A. You know what I mean? And I'll I'll fill the pocket, whatever the drummer's doing, I'll try to fill that, that pocket on that beat and play with him. But I'm not going to think about like doing wild, like, you know, scales and shit when I'm doing worship for God, I'm not doing that. So I started doing that. And then I started as like an assistant uh, teacher in our extreme life group which was the K through 4th grade that's what they called them on Sundays on Sunday services extreme life how old were you at the time 7th <sighs> 8th grade okay. yeah and i'm probably teaching like K1 when i start so like 13 14 kind of yeah 13 14 ish um and then not too far after that uh they really started to advance me so i started i started like we had five services we had a 9 a.m. service, an 11 a.m. service, a 1, a.m., a 1 p.m. service, a 5 p.m. service, and then we had a service on Fridays at 7 p.m., and I served at four of the five services. Jesus. When I started, I just went to two. Like, I went to the nine o'clock. I think I served at the nine, and then I went to the 11, um, and when I served at the nine, I was just, like, an assistant teacher, and then they moved me from, like, an assistant teacher doing that to, like, an, a, an actual teacher, and I had, like... My my group K one was like a big class and I had two adult helpers who were married and then I had two like to each other? Yes, to each okay. other. Um no to the kids. Uh married, like they had spouses. No, like so they were married like, to each other. To um them. and then I had two like sibling helpers as well. And we like I like split them into groups and um so anyway, I started like serving at the 9, going to the 11, and then I start, it slowly like progresses right into your teaching at the 9 o'clock service and your going to the 11, and then they ask you to teach the 3-4, the 3rd, 4th grade class, oh, yeah. um, or 2nd, 3rd grade class at the 1 o'clock. And then it goes from that to them being like, hey, you guys are really good. And like Alex was leading worship around this time. I think he had like – he got to another service. And then they're like, you guys are pretty good. Chandler, what if you just taught the kids at the 5 o'clock service? So then I ended up being like the lead teacher for like their little sermons and shit uh, at the 5 p.m. And then – so I'm now teaching the K-1s 9 a.m., going to the 11, teaching the the 1 p.m., second, third, and then four PM um or five PM I would be teaching the just the whole class. Um and then it, I went to teach to teaching the K1s at the Friday night as well, along with playing in the bass in the band. God, yeah. But hard. it just slowly like progresses, you know what I mean? And the more that you're willing to give, the more that they're willing to take. Right. And you know you never got paid for anything. No, of course not. Right. I mean, we've never gotten paid. I mean, Alex might have gotten paid a little bit, but like most of us who put in mass amounts of work into the church, like never got paid, you know? And like we would, I would do some shit where I would try to like start like other youth groups. Like I tried to do that one time where me and my other buddy, Odyssey like went to our pastors with a written up plan to like do our own youth group. Um, and then they we told them that they were like, you guys could just like come and like be interns for us. Uh. So then we were just interns and just hung around the church and like, Worked for them really just on Wednesdays on like the the life group days or the youth group days, uh, but yeah it's like anytime you try to do your own thing they really they're not they're not a lot of fans of that right and I even did my own camp at my own house one time which was pretty fucking wild. Well, I wouldn't be a fan of that if I was I'm just that could and poorly. Just thinking about young crazy Chandler leading. Bro, we baptized three people, dog. <laughs> We did the work of the Lord, man. Why are you gonna be upset when you know I got that fucking spirit in me? Because it seems like the step from baptism to exorcism are not too far. Not for mind. your boy Chan. Yeah, Not for your boy like Chan. A 13, 14 year old yep. like. We're ready, dude. We are ready with the spirit of God. <laughs> uh, you all became a witches, joined a coven, formed a Wiccan. Does anyone want to join my Wiccan coven? <laughs> uh we're taking applications right now step one you have to be in an open relationship so here's uh here's a question for you do you think that all of that was worth it like all of your time and i know we're not really done talking about all that but like just as a general statement do you think uh, because you i mean not that the saying that churches should pay people by any means but like that's a lot of time committed to a thing that you don't aren't necessarily involved in it anymore, especially specifically that church, not necessarily religion, but... But religion in general. I'm not really a part of organized religion. Right. Um, Yes and no, right? Like, do I think I should have gotten paid for what I did? No, I I really don't. Because I was a kid. My sister's really mad because she thinks that I was just giving slave labor to the fucking church, which essentially I was. But, like, I really thought I was going to be a pastor. You know, like, and I was really invested in it. And, like, it was something that I chose to do willingly knowing I was never going to get paid. So I'm not, like, bitter at the church for being, like, you guys should have fucking paid me for that shit because, like, I wanted to be there. But do you think it, like, Mm, I guess, yeah, you're kind of right. Because I was going to say that maybe, like, do you feel at all like they pressured you to be there and that kind of, like, gave you almost like the inception, like, subconscious thought of, like, I want to be here. But you did join the church, not necessarily as a grown human, but as human that had lived some amount of life. So I feel like even that's a little bit different than... Yeah, and I and I would have... They didn't have to convince me because they got me on the first day, right? Right, because you were there. When I was there on that first day and, and they go, there's a God that loves you, I'll go, I'll do anything for this God. I will do anything for this God. What do you need me to do? Serve at four or five of these services? I can do that. You want me to play in the band? I can do that. Right. You want me to baptize some kids? I can do that. Like, I you, can do... You probably also didn't have a lot else going on, right? I mean, I played sports and like was like involved in football, but like I really started to fall away from the church. I mean, I got involved in theater my tenth grade year, and then I really got involved in my junior year. And I went to Romania the summer of my junior year and came back and was out of the church by the time of my mm-hmm. um, junior year winter break. So let's explore that. Uh, how, how did that? So like from going to Romania or theater? Uh, well, I mean, I mean both, but like, how does how does youth group? And church experience lead into going to this trip to Romania, and how does that lead to not being a part of the church? Yeah, so another big part of my childhood was camps was, like, church camps. Right. Huge part of it. Dude. Which is probably why you enjoy doing, like, theater camps and stuff. I love doing, yeah. regardless of what the camp. If you're There's attaching the word sort of camp, camp <laughs> to something, oh, I'm having fun, dude. Kids are going to want to go fucking nuts, <laughs> Which man. Which is why you're also a great game master. Like, doesn't have to relate to anything. It's just, like, entertain these people. You're like, okay. I literally made up a game because they were, like, like at the Starlight camp, they were like, hey, like, you, we got to do a uh, game for 20 minutes. And I went, all right. And I made up this game where it was just – the kids had to like chase and get this notebook um, and whoever got it first won, but I could do whatever I want and it's essentially I can say like green light, red light and stop them and just move the notebook wherever. Mm. So it's just like they're never going to get to this notebook until the end when they all like come and bear tackle me because I'm going to have the notebook and they're all going to come try to get me, which uh, people around then are like, be careful, but like kids are generally careful until they're not. But if you emphasize to those kids, hey, be kind, which is something I really do often where I go, if someone's fallen down, don't run over them. Pick them up. Right. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, right. don't be a fucking Travis Scott, you know, like. <laughs> nice. Uh, so camps, man. Like, I went to, I've probably been to 25 to 30 Christian youth camps in my life. Between going to Spokane, to to San Francisco, to all of the winter camps we did in McCall, which was like every year from my 7th to 10th grade year. Um, I went to at least two summer camps generally in the summers, um, from seventh to tenth grade, or s- really sixth to fucking tenth grade, eleventh grade, and the summer of my eleventh grade year, I was at the camp that we were talking about last, um, that you and Cameron were talking about last podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. called Commission, which was that camp that you guys were saying where it was like a service-based camp. Of course, where like you're in like multiple groups Absolutely. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah totally and remember. at this camp, they send people like they work with a fucking Company, the mines. yeah. Um, <laughs> company. They work with a company to like send people abroad on mission trips and stuff. Yeah. So my buddy Matt actually went to Uganda the year before <laughs> oh, I did. Shit. Yeah, that's dude. Crazy. That's cool. Yeah, him and then this other guy that we know named Houston and then a girl. I want to say. Are they at all similar to like LDS trips, mission trips? No, because they're way shorter. Um, they're like max probably like a month. Do two, you have two to months, pay for maybe. It? Yeah. Yeah, you that's have to like raise the funds. So great. Yeah, you have to raise the funds. And it's not it's not easy, man. Like it's not you have to get a lot of money. You know, yeah. I think my trip to Romania was like two thousand dollars probably. Yeah. Eighteen hundred, two thousand dollars. Yeah. So so the camp picks the like camper of the week and the week, the year prior, I really thought I was gonna get it, dude. I really thought I was. Cause like at the end of the camp, um no, this was this camp. Um, but I just thought at the end of the camp, like I was trying to like do shit to be like hey like you know i want to be the camper of the week not for any other reason i didn't know they were sending them to uganda um that year my Uh, like my like 10th grade year my ninth uh, going into my 10th grade year and i I can't remember what the years were at this point but uh matt got chosen instead of me and got sent to uganda so then the next year dude i was like oh i'm going all out y'all motherfuckers sending kids abroad so i went there dude i uh after everyone was done eating dinner, like, in this big lunchroom, I went around and, like, threw everyone's plates away for them every single day. Um, I was trying so hard in all of my groups, and, like, I'm pretty sure that year I was in a group I had never been in before. I led a prayer circle every single night at, in, like, this arch because we stayed at a high school in Emmett, or not, in Mountain Home, And I led a prayer circle every single night, like, gathered dudes, specifically men, to be like, hey, guys, we're going to go pray like, 15 minutes over in this, like, arch. And we would just, like, meet and sit and, like, talk about the Lord and pray. Um, and at the end of that camp, they chose three guys to go up and preach. And it was Matt and Houston, the guys who went to Uganda, and me. Oh, and you were like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I know. I mean, oh, I yeah. know, baby. Yeah. Um, What'd you go preach? Did you go out there like that Old Testament kid? <laughs> there shall be <laughs> no God, brothers! Um... Essentially, like That's they had real. stuff written down and like, wait, you wait, know, wait, 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 what? They telling you what to preach? No, like they wrote their own stuff down. But you had to go preach. Yeah. No, like Matt wrote his stuff down oh, for him. I thought Houston you wrote his stuff mode. down for him. No, okay. no, they wrote their own stuff and I didn't write anything. And he I was like, I'm going to let God lead my heart, which is normally what I do in those situations. Oh. Uh, I crushed it, dude. I fucking, I fucking killed Afterwards, a lady came up to me and said, "Uh, Chandler, I want to let you know that I know that you are supposed to work with inner city youth. I know that. God (laughs) told me. And I was like, God fucking tells a lot of people a lot of things about me, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So then they sent me to Romania um, with me and a team of like three other people, um, all invested with that group. And yeah, man, when I got there, the missionaries we worked with were actually like missionaries from my home church at the pursuit super cool people um obviously they were fluent in Romanian like they had been there for five years at that point or something Jesus. Um, really working with this church involved with gypsies and other Rome, um, Romanian people and for a large part of it we spent it out in the the countryside of Romania so like we flew into Bucharest, drove out to megedea, which is probably like I think it was like four hours um stayed in megedea for like I want to say a week. And then after that week, we like went out to the countryside for a week and a half, two weeks with all these fucking Romanian kids who spoke no English. And we Dope. were supposed to teach them about God and teach them English at this camp. Dope. Yeah. At one time, dude, crazy shit would happen at this camp. Um, you like connect with these kids who you like cannot speak to. Uh. It's very weird. But there was this kid out there. I want to say his name is like Maurice um, or something like that. And all of a sudden, dude, these fucking cows just show up. Just wild fucking cows. And, like, do, do, like, female cows sometimes grow horns and shit? Is that the case? Like, do they ever do that? I think it's male cows that grow horns. Male cows Cowboys. that grow horns? Something like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was cows, but, like, these, like, cows, like, rolled up on us. And where we used to teach uh, English at this camp, my group specifically was at this, like, little water well. Like, this, like, place where there was, like, a kind of a canopy in the middle and a raised surface. And on the outside was, like, this water and shit. And these, like, cows come up, and we were drinking the water, and I was like... You know, you know how I am with farm animals, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not good, man. Like, yeah. I was like, "This fucking You're, cows are gonna kill us. <laughs> cows are <laughs> gonna You're, fucking murder us." These mark are not us, good. And Maurice kids. just comes up and like pushes its head, just like like this fucking like seven year old kid just like pushes his cow away and is, like <laughs> and like goes back to drinking his water. And I was like, "Oh my god, dude." Um, now, yeah. Now you said gypsies. I know a lot of people get a little butthole tight uh, tightness at that word. Yeah, the G word. Yeah. This is, this is what I have to say, man. Uh-huh. They told me they were gypsies. Okay. That they were gypsy. That like, seems, literally. It seems pretty clear. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know what gypsy. language they spoke? Gypsy. Yeah. So, like, how am I so supposed to not say <laughs> gypsy? Gypsy, And it's not like I'm saying it in a derogatory way. Do you know what the name of the of the place that the gypsies lived in Mejidia was? Alibaba. And that's no bullshit, dude. That's no bullshit. Like, <laughs> so people people get mad at me all the time. They're like, "You can't say that word," and I'm like, "These people literally told me to say these words." It's like, how many gypsies have you talked to? Well, none. They go fuck yourself. Yeah, I got offered. But I saw a Facebook video one that yeah, it does matter. Yeah. I don't care. I uh, I did get offered hookah. With the gypsies. And I have told people my whole life that I smoked the hookah. I would like... I did not smoke the hookah Mm. with the gypsies. Of course, I I can't, dude. I'm there preaching the love of God. I can't be smoking hookah. I didn't know that you could do that as a Christian when I was fucking 15. Did other Christians smoke the hookah? No, because we didn't know. Because the guy who I was with... Low-key, if you're watching this, which you're probably not, you're kind of a weird guy, you know? Like, you're homeschooled and stuff, and (laughs) you definitely didn't think smoking hookah was okay, but... You could definitely, like, worship God and be a Christian and smoke hookah, 100%. There's nothing really in the Bible against it. Mm. Um, So you do your mission trip? Yep. You come back? Yeah, can I, can I can I stop there real quick? We'll continue that story. But this is a big reason that I remember that I left the church. Because when Matt came back from his trip from Uganda, like, everyone met him at the airport. It was a big deal to be like for our life group to be like, hey, you know, like we'll meet you like at the airport. Like we didn't tell him, but we kind of had sat like signs and shit. We're like, welcome back, Matt. Um, I had another buddy who lived out in Montana who like flew in. And again, like it was a big thing for our life group to be like, let's go to fucking the airport and like welcome them back. So when I was coming back, I was like, man, like the world is crazy. My eyes are opened. I've been to goddamn Eastern Europe. Like mm. I'm kind of questioning god at this point because i'm like the world is so much bigger than what i thought it was and these people have no idea who jesus is so are they wrong like if i would if we wouldn't have come and they wouldn't have known like are we are they doomed to hell or or whatever you know yeah and so i just i was questioning a lot and i was hoping to see my friends when i got back but you know when i got back to the fucking airport not one person was there man and i was just my mom, my mom and my sister and I was like, "What's up guys?" What they, like signs or they like get the fuck in the car. <laughs> I mean, they were really happy to see me. I mean, you know my mom, man. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. she was she was really glad that I was home and stuff. I mean, I was I was gone for a month and yeah, man. So that was that was pretty tough. Anyway, so yeah, so I go I go to Romania, I come back. You uh don't have any sort of greeting, which is rather unfortunate and very depressing. Yeah, low-key kind of depressing for fucking Junior Chan. Yeah. Going into his junior year. Yeah. So then how, I guess, how does that translate to to uh, leaving the church? Or, so left? I'm not associated. And what did you label yourself as from that point? Before? Yeah. I, it devolved into me still being involved. Um, I had already come out as a liar to my church by this point. Uh, if you want to know more about that, you can go back to past episodes and shit. I talk a lot about it. Right. Um, and it, it devolves into me not really caring. Like I, I cared a lot and, and it was worth it to me in the sense of I am very knowledgeable with a lot of shit about the Bible. There's a lot of stuff I don't know and that I can still learn, obviously, as we all can. But it, it, to me, it, it was worth it because I got to learn that shit going back to your previous question. Right. But even with the knowledge that I knew, there were still times during like, the sermons that I would watch, or the sermons that I would preach to the kids, where I'd be like, "Listen, man, I don't need to hear this. I don't need to be here." Like, or like that, I'll just like completely abandon what the lesson plan is supposed to be telling me in the um, youth group, in like the young kids at the five o'clock service, and just tell them whatever the fuck I think that they should hear at that point. At, <laughs> as fucking you know, eleventh grade Jan, I be like, "God loves you. Like, you don't understand. Like, that's, Jesus came." That's the go-to. God. Jesus came and died for your sins. Like, that is the go-to, you know? So I would tell kids that a lot. And um, it devolved into me leading that that 5 o'clock service with Alex, us being, like, the main leaders. And all of the leaders for that service were under 18. Like, the oldest one there was a guy who was 18. But they just left it to us, man. You guys got it. (laughs) So one day... Uh we were supposed to be doing, like, questions about this video the kids are supposed to watch after the video played. And I thought it would be a really great idea if during the video we found, like, a, um, a kiddie pool and filled it up with water. And then uh, I don't know, remember how we did this, but we filled up a kiddie pool with water and got it to the middle. And I brought all the kids closer to the stage, and I was like, for every... Correct answer that you guys are going to get on these questions. I'm going to dunk Alex's fat head in this water. So like, like made them really engaged to be like answering the questions and right. stuff because I was dunking his head and he would dunk my head. Um, just having fun, you know what I mean? Sending everybody out. Erotic. They, yeah, it's very erotic and <laughs> um, definitely some shit that the church didn't like because the next week they brought us in and the leader of this like. Well, if there's one thing I know, the church likes it's arousing kids. Well, <laughs> definitely a sect of this church. I wouldn't necessarily say mine. Well, they did like to see me naked. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. I, 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 anyway, allegedly. Anyway, allegedly, on. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Because of the implication. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> so, uh, this shit happens with Alex. I dunk his head. Next week, they bring me in um, and they say the lady who runs like the K through 4th goes. Hey, can you tell me what happened last week? Tell her exactly what I told you. She said, well, that wasn't actually on the lesson plan. And I go, yeah, but the, less, the lesson plan sucked. Like, you know, like sometimes you got to just like mix it up and change it up and like do what you got to do. And she went, no. And yeah, essentially that's... said that at that point on, I was to no longer be involved as a leader in the uh, extreme geez. life from that point on. Her husband was the leader of the worship band. So she said, you won't be playing in the worship band at all either. So my shit was cut. Immediately, all of my shit. Whoa. I went from being very deeply invested to having nothing to do other than going to youth group and going to a service. One strike and you're out, huh? Damn. Out, out, dude. Yeah, they just said that we. I they think they with said the that, Iron Fist. that's church, man. That's church, man. They don't give a fuck. That's God, baby. That's God, <laughs> man. That's one old thing, testament God. I, yeah, there's one thing I know about God. Bitch ain't got no forgiveness. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that probably happened in like October or November. I continued to go to youth group for a little bit. And in December of that year, my mom goes to Jackpot for the weekend. And I am left to my own devices, which at this time was going to be a creation versus evolution video. Um, uh, uh, what was the guy named? Ken Hart, I think is his name. He's like a, an apologetic for Christianity. He defends God versus Bill Nye. Oh, And Bill Nye absolutely destroys this man. Um, And a big part of it was talking about, like, Noah's Ark and how Noah's Ark is completely irrational and how if you really believe that that happened, like, how are we going to populate every animal by the two-by-two and, like, nothing is going to die out from that? And the boat, like, how it was structured, like, it definitely would have broken and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, well, I'm an atheist now. (laughs) So just as quick as I became a Christian, I was like, oh, well, all of this shit is fake, so... I filmed a video out in my car and posted it on Facebook and called it my coming out video because um, I knew I knew that people would watch it because I know the fucking algorithm. You understood clickbait even back then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. Which is amazing that we don't have more views because you would think my clickbait game would be fucking through the roof at this point, dude. Yeah, yeah. If I was no. doing that shit as like fucking in 2014, 2015. Uh, so. I think, so the, I think the host change will really... Ideas. yeah yeah well you know after this too uh, i'll leave you to do the editing and all the other back end stuff to this too and we'll uh-huh. see i just know it's gonna get uploaded as is yeah there's no outro there's no intro nope, there's no shit. video to audio um the fucking 10 minutes before of us setting things up like yeah literally that's all it is it's just the 10 minutes before yeah, like you don't include don't include the fucking podcast um, yeah, man. I mean, I fucking, I did that shit. Uh, I just watched that video and I was like, well, I'm not a Christian anymore. And like literally that fast became an atheist, uh, posted the video and just stopped uh, this dropped off the face of the earth with my church. Whoa. Like didn't come back for months Whoa. and months and months and months, you know, finish out my junior year, the senior year comes around. I get my girlfriend. We're fucking all the time. All yeah. the time, you know. I'm coming back when I got pregnancy scares because I'm like, I need, God, I need God now. Need God, the <laughs> <Like, laughs> confession, maybe some Hail Marys, become Catholic. Someone can fucking help me out here, please. <laughs> it's not my dick because he's getting me in too many fucking predicaments. But it is that abortion doctor. Hey, uh oh, no, uh never did, never needed one, man. Because you know what they say, that pullout game be strong. We dated from like June to my birthday like June of 2015 Mm -hmm. to my birthday, we stopped using condiments in August. Just raw-dogged it from August to my birthday, yeah. Yeah, I did. But like they say, that pull-out game, be Mm -hmm. strong. Or we're all in a society where we eat so much frozen and processed food that most of us have extremely low sperm counts anyway. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about, but my fucking sperm count is through the fucking roof, man. Prove it. (laughs) come right now. <laughs> a Take out my have my cock. whiskey dick. I've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> dude, this is going to be TMI, but I'll tell you when I want to fucking come the most, and that's after working out, dude. Really? Yeah, dude. really? I work I work out and I come home and I go, "Oh, I yeah. got to come all over," dude. Just <laughs> like gross. Gross. I'm in a Billy Hayes, dude, and I'm trying to sell everybody my dick. You mean Billy Mays? I'm in a Billy Hayes. Oh, I see, I see. That's right? a good line. That's good. Yeah. Like like Billy Mays, I'm trying to sell everybody my fucking champ cock. Like <laughs> uh-uh. As the host of the show, I veto this idea. No more we'll Billy Hayes. We'll beep all of that. We'll beep all that. We'll be- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut that cut that cut that. <laughs> uh it just shows you, dude, yeah, there's just a long beep and you're just like beep. They're like, Wow, he really went in on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. so besides giving your penis to the people at church did you go back to church when you were a, a senior at all no or, I thought about it so what led you back to church to church yeah Uh, I thought about going back to youth group we have did, a th- did you miss like the camaraderie or yeah. did you actually miss Jesus no I missed the camaraderie that's Just what it friendship. was I mean I missed Jesus because I was like man I don't understand like what my life is because like as a Christian, they tell you, you know, your 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 worth is found in God. Right, which is why and, atheists are angry and lost. Right. That's essentially what they tell you is that your worth is based off of your performance. So, like, I was playing football at the time, right? So they'd say shit like, it doesn't matter if you get, like, the game-saving tackle in football because at the end of the day, like, Jesus still loves you. It doesn't matter if you miss the game-saving tackle because Jesus still loves you. If you don't have Jesus, then it just depends on if you fucking do well for yourself or not. Which is some shit that isn't true. Because it's just finding that eternal love for yourself. You know? Yeah, well, because yeah, none of this actually matters. Yeah. It's like, and at, at, Literally at all. So I didn't really miss Jesus. I only missed my friends. Mm. Like, the camaraderie and yeah. shit. And I remember asking Alex. I was like, hey man, like, if I end up not being a Christian, like, would you still be friends with me? Like, before I made the video. Like, I was like, would you still be my friend? And he was like, yeah man, of course. And I stopped going to church and I did not see him until I went until the day before I left for my camp that I was in Maryland. Wow. So it's like a year and a half, you know. And granted, Alex and me were still friends and he was busy and he was involved in the church. So it's like it's a little bit different. So we're still friends. But like at that point, we stopped seeing each other weekly. Right. Like we would see each other often, like twice a week, typically church and fucking youth group. Um, I wanted to go back my senior year because they have a thing called seniors night which is where, like, when you're a senior, you can, like, uh, go up and you can give a little, like, five-minute talk on whatever you want to. And I so bad, dude, wanted to go back. I went back, like, probably two or three times, like, after I made that video, but just as a goof. For myself and because I was in the pregnancy scare that one time, so I kinda needed, <laughs> needed, kinda Jesus. needed Jesus. Um <laughs> I get it. Nothing makes you believe in God more than a baby having good accident. <laughs> <laughs> Another time I went back to the church and uh this mom of the gr- of this girl who I was trying to get with, um, was like leading the five PM youth group, which was like the high school youth group, which I was a part of at that time, and Alex was there. And uh, we were talking about Jesus or whatever, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I just don't really believe in this, and it's blah blah blah, and I don't, I don't really get it. And I mean, I get it, but it doesn't really make sense." And she looks at me and she goes, "Well, what do you ha- What do you think happens after you die?" And this is like in the church, and I just go, "I don't know, like reincarnation, probably." Uh, just because I was like, I was like, what are you going to say to me at this point, dude? Like I've already left. Like, yeah. you know, it's probably the spring semester of my senior year. So I'm about to graduate anyway. And I wanted to go back to seniors night to go be like, Hey, motherfuckers, don't listen to these people. Make your own decisions. Go out there and figure some shit out, man. Cause the world is bigger than Boise, Idaho, which a lot of you guys have only ever experienced. But listen, man, Romania exists. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's out there. The gypsies, they want you to call them gypsies, you know? <laughs> they're they're fucking real. So, what got me back into the church really was uh myself. Huh? Like I stopped going to church from the the fall semester of or the the winter break of my junior year and then just started thinking about it and by the time I was probably March of 2016, my senior year of high school, I was like, you know what, I think I believe in this shit still, but like, I don't really believe in the organized part about it. So um, that's a big thing that actually broke up me and my girlfriend at that time. We broke up on my 18th birthday um, because, I mean, we had different paths going on, but a big reason was because I was starting to believe in God again. And she was a very concrete atheist. And I was like, this probably just isn't going to work out for us. And I signed up for that youth, yeah, Christian youth camp out in Maryland, Camp Sunshine, S-O-N, Shine. Um, and went out there, dude, and really fell in love with God again. And even when I started at uh, Idaho State, I mean, I, I went from doing that, playing in their worship band. And I hadn't gone to church in like a year and a half. And I was just telling people, I was like, yeah, I'm super involved in my church and blah, blah, blah. Like... You know, I showed up, played in their worship band. They're like, "Man, this guy's fucking great!" And I'm like, "I'm fucking great!" And and when I went to Idaho State, I got involved in Chi, Chi Alpha, played in their worship band with Colton. Um, Jesus, yeah, man. It's crazy how fast they'll just be like, "Come on in, fuck it, we need the people." And if you got the skills, man, they're willing to use you, uh, and you want to commit the time, right? Um, that's essentially my. <clears throat> My story, man. You did a pretty good job with trying to hit the keynotes of that.
1: That's pretty good. Man.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Uh it's a couple of can I ask you my general questions? Yeah, absolutely, man. This Thanks is, for having me on this podcast, David. This is this is a yeah, lot of fun. Of I've been drinking quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of rum. So yeah, this is why we're getting into the interest. Brought to you by Pirate Rum. Arr. Uh they support a man who's getting sued right now by a serial fucking liar. And uh, you should support them, because pirates... Because I'm getting sued by Chandler for stealing his show. Well, I've written a lot (laughs) of things that are actually from your life, so I think you should be the one suing me. So a man's getting sued who's in the right. Yeah, he's a conservative. Cancel him, Nazi. If we were doing improv right there, then they would hate me, because I just knowed everything you said and flipped them on myself. Yeah, Yeah, it's okay. I just thought it was fine. I thought it worked. Yeah, you know, like just say no sometimes. Let me let me try again. Fuck you. This is my show. Don't ever cut me off again. God damn it. So this is a new segment that I like to call "Shake It or Take It." Shake it. Uh, and what that means is I'm gonna ask you some questions, and you're either gonna shake it down, meaning elaborate here your thoughts on the question, or you're gonna take a shot. Oh, no! Yep. That's the game. Okay. Uh, there will be some easy ones in here to get you nice and warmed How up. How many questions? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just just some. Wrote the questions, says he doesn't know. Okay. I'm adding okay. to them in my mind. Yeah. Uh, are you going to take a shot with me? Are you going to take a shot if I shake it? No, because there's going to be a lot more shaky ones, and I'm going to be unconscious. But That's if fucked he, up. If, That's if he, he, I will take at least one shot with you. okay? There might only be one or two that you actually opt for the shot. I don't really know, but we'll see. I'm in a pretty inebriated state. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm also I'm, quite inebriated. So I'm pretty, we're I'm gonna pretty ramble willing here to talk about most things. Perfect. Yeah. I'll talk about those dead kids that got shot. Very sad. Uh, Very sad. But. Did you know that my friend Chandler one time Tried to tell me. <laughs> Hit him with it, David. Hit him with it. David. Sandy Hook did not happen. So though <laughs> I never mind, <clears throat> I'm the original Alex Jones. He, Kick me off of YouTube, bitch. You actually like are you're the Alex Jones to my artist uh, I That's not good. No, <laughs> that's not good. But that's but that's why we're here getting drunk together on a podcast, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. And fuck what anybody else thinks. Everybody can suck my nuts uh go to band.tv.com <laughs> dude i watched a guy get his head cut off with a chainsaw today you're <laughs> what not YouTube? You're, you're not gonna fuck with me yeah like it's just not gonna happen okay so how'd you get started in church we kind of got that uh this is just because a few of these are also just cause i am genuinely genuinely curious um how much did you believe in like the church and god whether it's just the spiritual side or the full world organized religion, sure. While you were in church, from seventh to about going to Romania, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, probably from the day that I went there. Do you still believe in God? Yeah, uh, yeah. Shake, shake it down. Yes. In what, like, in what capacity? Like, do you think that organized religion, like, it is Christian God? Do you? Are you like I don't know? Are you more agnostic about it? Where, where are you at? First of all, I think it's hard to say. Yeah. Right. So like, that's what I want to lead with. Is like I think it's hard to say who God is and what they are and how big of a presence it is. I I like to believe that God necessarily isn't a super conscious being, but I do believe that. Mm. I do believe that they're a conscious being, but I I like to think God more of just energy that understands different energy that after we die, we'll go to some sort of place where we all exist. But like people who have similar energies and similar spirits and like, um, what's that, what's that term that people used to use? Like, uh, kindred, kindred spirits, Mm -hmm. right? People will find themselves out there and however conscious or not conscious you are. Um, that's what I would like to believe. But kind of what I do believe is that, I mean, I don't know, man, I'm kind of in a flux state with it. Because there's a lot of things that make sense to me, and a lot of it has to do with like the afterlife, because I think the more conscious God is, the more conscious, obviously, you're going to be in the afterlife, possibly, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So my big answer is I don't know, and I think it's hard to say, but I would probably, at this right now point of being kind of drunk, say that God is not a conscious being, but is more of just like a mass of energy that we are all going to find after. Kind of like- General universal energy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I can get behind that. Uh, do you have regrets about youth group, church upbringing, and church? Uh, shake it, shake it down. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, I lied, man. That was a big, that was a big issue. Is that I like, told everyone at my church, and it was no, no new thing. Like I told people in my fucking elementary class that my dad was a. Blue Angel pilot who died, like, died in battle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told my church that my dad was a gang leader from California. Who died in battle. Who died in battle. for? Um, and his his uh, gang was called the Athen Park Boys, which is a real gang in San Francisco, in, like, the area that he lived, which is why I wanted to base it off of that. The APB? The APB. Um, I could do their sign for you right now, but I don't want to get fucking banned from YouTube. Um, after David watched a man get his, did I watch the guy get his head cut off. Yeah, I'm not doing the sign though. Uh, and so sure. I lied. That was a big bummer. Um, I I also am have regrets about getting so naked. I got naked a lot as a kid. On their own volition. Yeah. Okay. There would be times where I feel like the leaders would be like, "You guys should fucking jump off this cliff naked." And it's that's still kind of weird little weird, but, but it's not mostly like, it was me. It's not like trauma experience. I mean, I answered the door naked for our neighbor today, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah that's a real story that's, yeah, that did happen so <laughs> i I do have some regrets, but a lot of them are just due to like um lying is a big thing and just getting naked and, and doing dumb shit of myself, but with the church, no no, I don't think so uh okay, um. <clears throat> Do you have any lessons that you still carry or would teach to people uh, or tell people or is like a good life lesson to remember from church? Yes. Um, shake it off. Shake it down. I would like to, to take a shot, though. But also shake it down. You might want to save your shot. Okay. We got... got some questions coming up. Yeah. Okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, man. All the time. Like, all the time. I, I mean, we talk. Obviously, we're roommates um, and good friends, like. And they were roommates. <laughs> you know how much I bring up the Bible. Like, if there's something in the Bible that's applicable to something, I'll bring it up. Right. Or I'll say some shit. Or some shit that I learned in church. Or just any story that I have from church. Like, shit like that, man. Like, I even incorporate it into my own life. Like, what the word father means in my play. I talked about this on the podcast last week as well. Um, Robin, that homeless lady who Mark and Andrew meet in my play, is a legitimate lady. Mm. Who I met in my real fucking life. Mm. You know, and instead of her parent her family getting burned in a house fire like she does in the play in real life, she told her that she came home to her family being fucking shot and murdered. Yeah, dude, which is way darker. And I was like, I'm just gonna do the fire thing, cause like I'm gonna be like, you're the sole survivor, and you jumped out, but like to come home and be like your whole family is like shot and murdered. I had a hard time sleeping after that. It, it was, was tough, like, man! It, yeah. it was tough. And like walking away, I was like I don't really know, like, if I should tell anybody about what the fuck just happened or, like, what do I do about this, you know? But she said I was special. She said that I had a special energy about me. Her whole family got murdered. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) That lady's probably been hallucinating for days, dude. She probably still talks to him. I would. My whole family got murdered. i just pretend they are still alive. I text their numbers, talk, give them phone calls, everything, the whole bit. Dude, if people in my if that if something that fucked up happened to my whole family and I had nobody left to talk to them about, I'd go crazy, dude. Yeah, I'd be yeah. fucking crazy as shit. I mean, who knows how long she was out there? You know what I mean? Like it could have been. Years ago, and she said it was yesterday because that's what, how she remembers it or whatever. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the, like the, like Tracy, du- uh, is that her name? Tracy? Something Dugard? JC? JC Dugard? The lady got like kidnapped for Yeah, like, do you know what's years? crazy about that? Is my mom's boyfriend is her um, half-brother, <sighs> JC Lee Dugard. Yeah. And, uh, cause they're, she's the, I think she's the bastard daughter of his dad. And uh, after she got found from being like kidnapped and shit for thirteen years, like the pol- like reporters just showed up at his dad's house, and his dad's like an old racist guy, yeah. you know, like yeah. real talk. Uh, and you don't want to fuck with that guy, like because yeah. although it's Bakersfield, California, he's got guns. Yeah, he has guns, and he'll shoot you. Yeah, he didn't like that. But that's super crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, like it's like it's like after that, like after you're kidnapped for thirteen years, and like. The heightened stakes that your life must be, and even like going to war, right, and like living life or death stakes every day. Like, how do you go back to average life? How do you drive in traffic on a freeway at five thirty yeah. p.m. trying to get home? Like, how do you, how do you do that and not go crazy? Like, I feel like there's a certain threshold for trauma, but like when people reach it, I have mad respect for them if they're able to live rational lives because I know I never would be able to. That's interesting, bro. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying there, but I also feel like at the same time you'd be so appreciative, especially if it was years, you know, like years oh, of being taken. Yeah. Like, you would be so happy just to fucking be walking down the street. Yeah, you know, just I to guess be like. that's a little different too because it's like your whole life gets taken away from you and then, like, there's still probably some whores that I can never understand that she has to deal with every day. Yeah. Uh, but, like, to a certain extent, she gets her life back, right? Like, at the moment you get free, you get some amount of life back, and that's got to be, like, give you a sense of gratitude that's just, like, like, we can't comprehend, Um whereas, like, war, war seems like it would be hard because you may, like, still have your life going forward, but it's, like, the things that you see and, like, watching other people die like that has to leave you with something that, like, just... Or fucking
1: annihilates me, and take. some
0: of your best friends man yeah. people who like, like your brother like your boot camp brothers. alone is and I've never been but is a, I've heard is a fucking mind fuck dude yeah. and you've got through that with those guys like and now they you, they just got popped in your motherfucking face like yeah um i write one more thing down here uh, this episode of Fair the Burn and Dangerous Dave's Drinking Hour is brought to you by Dubai. Um go there for all of your princely needs of gold and silver. Or don't. Or don't. Doesn't matter to us. We're never going. Well, if you can get there, let me know. Actually, because I want to figure I, that shit out. If we could get there, what's up? Let us know. Get to fucking Dubai. Hear that Dubai? You're not gonna cancel us. Uh okay. Uh life lessons. Uh, Okay, uh, so this is the last kind of semi-serious question. Do you still believe in the Bible? Oh, that's a good question. And if if yes, to what extent? Like, what yeah, does that right. What mean, your yeah. belief in the Bible? So, like, my old uh, belief in the Bible was that the Bible, every word was inspired by God, come from God, and, like, become of God. Um, like yeah. I you know what I mean? Like, it, like like Immortal Technique he jerked off in books to give life to words. Precisely. Precisely. Oh, All right. of the Hebrew and the Greek and the Bible is just God's jizz. Um Shout out Immortal Technique. Shout out immortal. Um but that's the song we should have on in the intro. Whatever song it is, David, let me know and oh, yeah. Hopefully he won't oh, take it's us God down. So graphic. <laughs> Listen. Immortal technique once told me in his lyrics that if people try to sell his shit from a corporate place, you bootleg it and sell it to the streets yourself. N-word? Yeah, my phone just, <laughs> my fu- my phone just buzzed. Um, I hope that it didn't stop the recording. Anyway, um, I believe the Bible uh, not in the same way, but I do believe in parts of it. I, I believe mean, that Jesus... First of all, I believe that Jesus was a man Uh who lived. There's a lot of evidence for him existing just outside of the Bible. So I do believe that he's a guy who lived. I think that he, I don't know if he knew some magic tricks. I don't know if he was just a little bit smarter than people, but there were some things he figured out to do like miracles for people that people obviously saw and were very impressed by. Uh, parts of the Old Testament, also very historical, it's almost like a history book in, like, certain ways, I mean, I have yet to kind of, like, do full-fledged research into that, but parts of that, I believe, would probably also be true, other parts would be fables,
1: um, yeah,
0: like the locusts, and the, yeah, like the seven, was in there. well, and the, you know, the fucking separating of the Red Sea, like, and, like, the part where Satan comes as a snake, yeah, like some of it's probably fables, right? But some Makes of it's another human from Adam's ribcage. Yes, that's, that's probably a good reason why a lot of misogynistic men think that women are lesser than men because they were literally created from one rib bone. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, so fucked. Or like, there's a story in Joshua about God stopping the sun for a day, and if the sun really stopped for a whole day, we would be fucked, yeah. right? Like the planet would be absolutely fucked if yeah. like we'd stop rotating at all ever. So there's parts of that where I'm like, I think this is more fable-like, but there's parts of the Bible that are, like, good stories or analogies for kind of how you're supposed to live your life, or, like, there's books of the Bible that are just, like, supposed to be leading you in the right directions, like Proverbs. Like, there's the whole book of Proverbs, which is, like, how you're supposed to live your life, or, like, psalms or good poems or um, just writings to God, prayers to God, songs to God. And some of those are really uplifting, and even if you, like, took what you thought of God, with those psalms, I think that they could still be impactful to you. Um, so there are, it's, it's definitely different than when I was a kid, but there are aspects of it that I'm like, I, I think that whatever God is, I don't think God would let go, would let one religious text go without having their hand on it somehow. I really don't think that. I think that there has to be some inspiration, even in like the Book of Mormon, even in shit that people are like, there's no way that any of this is true. I think that God has to have their fingerprint on it somehow yeah okay i'll take it but the bible if your question is like how, to what extent the bible is still my main source of like religious text mm. if that's your question too okay yeah cool. yeah no 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 that's a good answer uh died. is it shot time baby who was the best person in your life group what do you mean best Oh, I'll answer this question. What do you mean like, best? All around, you're like, this was the best person, the best like person to me, just like the best, the most perfect version of what a human should be. Yeah, you're looking at him right here, son.
1: Not you're, you. You're
0: looking, you. <laughs> you're looking God, at him. please dude. not you. I can't fucking tell you, man, how many kids in life group would be like, we do these things called... Props and challenges where they would be like, hey, we got to give this one person props or we got to challenge this guy. And people would give me so many props, dude, to be like, man, without you in this life group, I wouldn't be here, man. Okay, fine. Let's up the stakes. No, but I mean, like, let me answer this question for real. Um, to me, to me. Like, are you talking about like the best Christian or just the best overall person not that like Christian, not really. If you sense, just like, like, meet this person, person, oh, good person, just, like objectively good person, good to you. Like, who was the best person? Okay, Alex. Uh. Yeah, okay. I think if you meet that dude, and you met Alex, yeah. I mean, just a nice guy, dude, nice who guy. just wants to talk to you and like kind. charismatic and just wants to connect with people, man. Yeah. Um. Alex, to me, like, if you, we had to go off of, like, who is the kindest and the gentlest and the shit that, like, Jesus set out for us to do, by far, down, like, hands down, it was Alex. Okay. Yeah. Um, write that down. Don't just cross that out. I want you to write his name. And then the next time I you see him, I want you to call him Daddy. Bud. No, 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 no. A l e x a n d e r f u d h a m i l t o n. Do you remember at the start of this when I said I'm the captain now? Alexander Hamilton. Fuck you, David. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so now the next one. Would you fuck anybody from your life group? Yeah, let's take a shot. For this one. <laughs> let's take a shot. Let's take a shot for this one. Pour those up, Dave. Pour those up. Do you want to talk or do you want me to talk? Like which uh, You one? fill the space. Yeah, okay. Do you fill the space of this awkwardness? Okay, I'll tell you why I don't want to answer this question. Um, the is yes. The answer is I don't want to answer the question. I grew up with these dudes, right? And we were brothers. Um, and still truly, like, we are brothers. Now, some of my brothers have gotten to the point where your boy understood some things about himself thank you for pouring the other vodka, I really appreciate that, um, where he liked some of the s- same sex shit, you know, and liked a certain type of body and a certain look and aesthetic of men, and there are some people who were in my life group growing up who now fit that criteria, and we won't get into who they might be in a singular or collective setting. Salute. There's, like, two or three. <laughs> There's, like, two or three. Yeah. Okay. That's a good shot. Uh, okay. Um, do you think black people are unfairly targeted by the police? Oh, my God. <laughs> How many more questions do we have? Just a few. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll – sh- I'll- <laughs> I mean, I got an opinion on this. I don't know if I'm the one who should speak on it, so I'm going to shake it. I'm going to shake it off. I'm going to shake it down. Okay, shake Um, it down. I'm going to shake it down. Shake it down. And I'm I'm just going to say yes. Okay. I'm just going to say as a blanket statement, yes, absolutely. That's kind of unarguable if you really look at the statistics. Um, Yeah, black. Black men specifically, I would say, are targeted by police. Black people in general, but black men as well. Black specifically, yeah. Interesting. Can I ask why you think black men specifically? Because um, I think that they've been weaponized, like their skin's been weaponized, which is a thing that the left likes to say. But truthfully, like, how can I say this? Like, I was I was trying to tell this to you one time, and if there was a suspect thing, like especially in Idaho, right? Like, there's a lot more white people, so if you're if you're a cop and you hear We got a white suspect with a green shirt, and he's short and fat, and he has fucking beautiful blue eyes, and has the most amazing, amazing pants on right now. (laughs) You know, like, they wouldn't see you and go, oh, that's the guy. Right. You know, because they'd go, well, we're looking for a short, fat guy with, you know, just the most dashingly good looks. Uh, Whereas if you're in Idaho and you hear, we got a black male suspect with uh, cornrows and fucking a white shirt on, all you hear is black male suspect. Just because you're so just like, there's so guy, few like, black guys, the they suspect. would stop him, at minimum. You know what I mean? If And hopefully nothing else happens after that, but at minimum, they would stop that guy. Right. So, yeah, okay. yeah I think black men, for sure. Yeah, I would agree. Um, do you believe in Sandy Hook? <laughs> uh, can we take it? Drink it. We'll dra- we can drink we this. Can drink take we can it. drink yeah. this. What is <laughs> it? What's the take it or take it or shake it? Take shake it, it or, or. Yeah. Let's take, take it. it. Let's take it. <laughs> let's take it. I don't really feel comfortable answering this question. Feel way more comfortable talking about cops and black men. Do You want me to fill or do you want to? <laughs> uh, fill you fill can fill. It? It. I'm too. I'm too fucked up right now to like have like cohesive thoughts. Uh, Go oh, ahead, fill him. Fill okay. Okay, okay. I fucking. Listen, man. The thing about Sandy Hook is like there's some cornered, you know, square, fucking side sidewalks. I like how you're like, I'm gonna take the <laughs> shot and then continue to talk about how you don't believe in Sandy Hook. <laughs> there's some, the fucking... <laughs> there's some that are cir- like circular or rounded, as people like to say. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really feel comfortable answering this Sandy Hook question. And I just want to shout out to my boy Alex Jones for uh, speaking his truth, man, as people like to say. Uh, I hope that I hope that we don't throw up later tonight. That's what I hope. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's I probably will. <laughs> yeah. Salute. <laughs> Rust! This one's to victims of Sandy Hook. Huh? Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Drink some of this coke out of the bottle. For a little in my cup Yes. In case we have another here. Um, I'm sure we fucking will, David, with the goddamn questions that you're asking. I wanted you to have to at least take one. Well, uh, we've taken two, so um, three in the whole podcast. Andy Hook Chan does not believe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we took it. We took it. Do um, you believe in L in astrology? Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Um, It's hard to say, man. It's like God, you know? Like, there's aspects of people that are, like, very whatever the fucking sign they are. And I don't really get too deep into, like, the sun sign. Well, like, sun sign's your basic sign. But, like, your moon sign, your rising sign, and your Venus sign, and all of this. I think a lot of what they say is very cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, like, things that we talk about with you that are, like, very Scorpio sun. There are things that are with me that are very, like, like Aries sun. Um, and even where we connect, I think, a lot is because my moon sign is Scorpio. Mm. So I don't get too far deep into it. But, like, I think, like, your sun, your moon, and your rising, I, those are the ones I pay attention to. You're, you think there's some correlation? Some correlation. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But, like, I think, like, if th- th- what makes the universe is also in you – there's some correlation between what the stars are doing and what we're doing. Um, but I can't just be like, read your horoscope every day and fucking... And live your life by right? Yeah, don't You're, do that. Like, live your life doing the things that you want, you think you should do. Uh, but there's, there's something to it, I think. Okay, we have three questions left. Which means there's three shots coming up, baby! This first one, I think, is going to be pretty easy. Uh, do you think Kim K is a good role model for young... Uh, people. These are good questions. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll shake this one. Um, or I guess do you, if if not, I guess also slight asterisk. If if not Kim, do you think any of the Kardashian slash Jenner family are? I think any person that you're trying to follow um, or trying to be a role model of who isn't imminently spreading hate. I is would say good. is a good person. Okay. Is a good role model. That's a good standard. Like, if your person isn't just out there hating people, um, and obviously Kim K does some shit that we, neither one of us are fucking fans of, right? Like, just booty. She just lives a different life. Booty like, pics, you know, and she's yeah. out there, you know, living the Instagram life and stuff, and it's like. It's just not for us. But if you're not spreading hate to people, yeah. and you're actively also, as Kim K's trying to do, like, reform fucking policing that, and yeah, shit. helping people get out of prison. That's amazing. That's dope. That's amazing. Fucking so if you're focusing on K. that, good for you, Kim yeah. K. You know? Yeah. So uh so I'd say yeah, dude. I'd say yeah, Kim K is a fucking great role model. Okay? Yeah. Uh Okay. Uh, Two more questions. This is nice being in the guest chair, man. I appreciate this, Dave. Normally, I got to think of questions and things to ask people, but this has just been fun. I'm fucked up, dude. Oh, I am. I'm fucked up, too, buddy. I'm fucked up, too. We're going to get rich as fuck after this, dude, with the little bit of fucking dollars we got. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. So, the last two questions. Uh, First one. Do you think, stop, I think I'm going to have to take this one, just from that little laugh that you did before this, I'm going to have to take this. (laughs) Well, I just know this one's going to be a personal, you have some personal relation to this question, Yeah. and the next one, the next one specifically, but this one, do you think that masks were an effective solution to stopping COVID, and do you think that vaccines were an effective replacement to be able to then unmask, to stop the global crisis of COVID? I'll shake this one. I mean, this is nothing that we haven't talked about on the podcast before. Okay, Um, okay. My perception of masks has changed a lot over the the years of, like, knowing COVID and stuff. I I would say that masks are helpful for you on a psychological level. Mm. To be like, I'm not spreading this shit, and I'm also not going to get it. You don't think they have any physical effect? I think they have some. I don't think they have as much as people think they do by any stretch of the imagination. Do you think there's a difference between masks? Yes, obviously. Obviously. Like, if you're using, like, an N95 mask, like, comparatively to, like, just a surgical blue mask that people use, like, obviously there's a big difference in that. But a lot of, like, cloth masks, um, anything that's outside, of like, an N95 to me was kind of, like, if I can blow vapor through this is a much bigger particle than whatever the fuck is flying around with COVID, so right. that's also going to come through and come out, because you mm-hmm. can suck it in through the fucking vape and suck it out through the vape. And uh-huh. 95 was also was through, like, the sides, so I don't know how that compression works. Overall, I I, I think we should have just not worn masks. This is straight up. Welcome to the drunk, fucking Dangerous <laughs> Dave's podcast. Just, just we should have never out. worn masks. Let <laughs> people die. <laughs> Just live, live and take lived, all that man. money and put it to going to space. That's us Get right. to Mars. <laughs> SpaceX, bitch. SpaceX fuck the old people, we're going to space. (laughs) I said that on fucking episode three or four of this. I was like, listen, man, if you are old and you're getting the vaccine, you have the same rate of dying as if you got COVID, which is very high. So it's like, if you're young, just live your fucking life. Shoot your shot. So so no, I don't think masks were very effective. I think they were on a psychological level more than really a physical level. I think there was some efficacy to them. Um, And as far as vaccines replacing shit, I think that the vaccines were released. Jenna said this uh, when we were talking about it one time just to help people. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Psychological. Uh, and it, there w- there have been studies that have come out. I mean, every study is different and it's all you different shit. But, like, there were studies that came out that said, like, the vaccines from, you know, the summer of 2020 to the fucking fall of 2021 were very down in efficiency rating um, as far as, like, you know, how effective they were against COVID and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. Who knows if any of that is true? Mm-hmm. Um, But I really just think if we would have had herd immunity since the beginning and just fucking went for it, dude, this shit would have been over a long time ago. But certain politicians and people didn't want that. Uh. And that's just the facts, man. Okay. I mean, that's my speculation, but it's also the facts. Okay, I have two more questions now just because I just thought of one that I actually want to ask because it's super loaded and super conspiratorial. Oh, hit me with that. Do you think there was any correlation between COVID and the deaths of that and the food shortage? Yeah. Like, we're trying to get people out of the way so we have less of them. Yeah, so that's funny that you bring that up, but I think I brought this up to you before. Um, My brother-in-law's dad is a trucker. Mm. And he said, right before COVID hit, there were no trucks running, like throughout all of America, like there were a bunch of shortages going on and shit. But because COVID happened, everyone was just like, "Oh, well, there's no meat in this fucking WinCo because because of COVID. COVID." But he's like, "But for months before that, there was nothing happening, nothing running. No one could any, get any contracts." So I think there's a big relation between the shortages and COVID. And if you want to get more conspiracy, conspiracy tutorial, this is some shit I, I talked about way back in 2021 that you can watch. Trump. I think Trump was a big reason that everything got shut down and kept the way it was for so long because he was such a threat to the rest of the world. Uh, which would be fucked up that they would do something like that to take him down. And, but it's, it's so damaging to the rest of the country. If that's the to, the the world, yeah. to the rest of the world, man. To the rest of the world. You know, like like a lot yeah. of places got but shut I, down. I would say that the, the Ukraine conflict with Russia probably has a lot to do with shortages and, and that sort of thing, too, though. Yeah, I, I haven't done enough study, really, to, like, speak on that too much. It's, um, it is for me. Granted, but... I've, I've spoken on this podcast before. Um, again, with, like, just like COVID and with everything nowadays, it's like every everybody is saying a lot of different stuff. So it's hard to disseminate what information is true and what isn't. I like that. Uh huh. Last one. Yeah. How long have we been running this bitch? Why? This is an hour and a half, dude. Yeah, dude. We're fucked up. Welcome to Dangerous Dave's Drinking Hour, Dangerous where it's Dave's. where it's never under an hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Last question. Then we'll wrap it up. Remember, you can choose the shot. What is? The most embarrassing thing you've done in the last three months. (coughs) (laughs) Or these shots (laughs) up? Now.
1: Dave, let me be clear.
0: Dave knows what the most embarrassing thing I've done in the last three months is. And I'll tell you guys, too. And we'll take these shots. Um, The reason I'm... The reason I'm going to say this is because um, I don't want to get canceled. And uh, I want to let everybody know what I've done until someone else can tell you about it so I can tell you about it. So I can give you my story. People might say that that's like... Fucked up or like controlling or whatever to be like, well, let me tell you my side before Maniple- they tell you I theirs. I believe people would say manipulative. Manipulative—that's a word, the word that people would use. <laughs> um, we just take the shot, bro. We just bake, bake it. I mean, we're gonna take the shot regardless. Yeah. Let's let's just take this shot. Let's, let's take, just this take the shot. shot. Let's, let's take, take this the shot. shot. Uh, let me think about this real quick. I mean, let's take the shot. Hey, this then, is it, this one here is to uh, apologies and regrets. And and unsolicited dick pics, man. Fucking salute. Do my cock. Have you ever done something that you're ashamed of or made a stupid mistake? I'm going to talk about why that happens and how to deal with it in just a minute. Again, I've, I show I answered the door to our neighbor who's been answering, who's been knocking on our door unsolicited for a week for cigarettes. Asking for, asking for cigarettes or our Wi-Fi password. He's yeah. been asking for everything. Yeah. Karen asked him if he wanted to fuck. And I opened the door today completely but ass naked. Now, now I want to say this. Let's take this shot before we close this out. Oh, God, dude. Salute, brother. Host. This guy's been, like, knocking on our door for weeks at a time now, asking for cigarettes her Wi-Fi password. One time, he he knocked on our door asking if we had bicycle helmets. He only talks to Chandler. David's very scary, so he likes to talk to me. Um, and today, I he knocked on our door twice, like two different knocks. And the second knock, I dropped my pants, and David started laughing. And I was like, listen, if he knocks again, I'm going to answer it naked. And he left, went back into his apartment, came back, knocked on our fucking door again, dropped my pants, David into the hallway, I opened the door, I was like, Sup, man. And he was like, Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so cool about it though, and just went Burped. So cool about it go about it though, and just went Uh You got like a cigarette that I can have? And I went, no, man. No. You trying to fuck? Ended up just asking that. I asked him, dude, because I'm butt ass (laughs) naked. And I answered the door in a way that you could see. Like, I'm not hiding anything. Like door full past his body, dick and balls out. Yes. Like Will Smith. Yes! (laughs) I clad got that on camera. (laughs) And I just went. You trying to fuck man? And he goes, No, no. <laughs> like very like, I'm not gay. And I go, okay, well you just keep like knocking. He's scared about the thought of being gay. He's like he's scared of it, dude. Like he's nervous about wanting to suck my cock, which he clearly did. Well, he did. Nah. And I wasn't erect at all. And he was like, Man, you got a small cock, I probably fuck you. And I was like, I come in here and you could fuck me. Um, if you would have said yes, I would have been like, Of course I have to fuck him. Um, not really even attracted to the guy. I mean, he's a short Mexican man. It's whatever. But anyway, he goes. I go. You try to fuck? And he goes, no. And I go, okay. Well, you keep knocking on my door unsolicited. Can you not do that anymore? Because it's very annoying. And asking for cigarettes. And he goes, yeah, yeah, of course, man. And I go, cool, man. And I shut the door. So I, I mean, I don't know why we started this. Uh, but I'll I'll get naked whenever you know, and I'll fuck who I I'll fuck whoever I don't care, and that kind of lays into the gangbang thing about what I like to watch. Like if everyone who I was hanging out with, listen, this is real talk, and I'm too fucked up to say this, and I shouldn't be saying this, you know, two hours into two hours into this podcast, but an hour and forty five minutes in, but if you are, are if we're hanging out in a group, um, and everyone just took their clothes off and started fucking, I'd be cool with it. That's some shit that Drew Nelson also agrees with. Shout out to my boy stop, Drew. Stop. Out in. Stop, out No. George. Shut the fuck up. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You talking about this gangbang? <laughs> you talking about this gangbang is the most theater thing. Welcome to Dangerous Dave's Drinking drunk, Hour, Drinking out, Drunk Hour. Yeah, because if there's, if there's one thing that I have learned about theater people since participating yeah. in the profession... Almost all of them, at any moment, want to throw down in a sexual way. They want to fuck. They want to fuck. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they're married or not, because they'll just say they're polyamorous. Not shooting on polyamory. You're polyamorous polyamorous. Sorry. In girl. a good way, and both of you consent to it. Awesome. Cool. Beautiful your life. Beautiful. I don't judge really. You. Because if I could have a sexual, uh, uh, successful polyamorous relationship, I probably would. I probably would too. Yeah. But I probably couldn't. I probably because I I get I've too. I've got mad. too much too much Western culture. I movie. got a lot of shit, and I'm trying to undo that, but it takes time. Uh, point being, this has been Dangerous Dave's Drinking Hour, uh, a subsect of Fair the Burn, where we have interviewed Chandler Fair today. We have shared a lot of thoughts and feelings, and if you feel like, oh my God, any of this is gross, go fuck yourself. I don't really care. You know why? Because it doesn't fucking matter a thing on the internet that exists for a very beautiful, but very short period of time. So if you're offended by this, get the fuck over yourself and go live your life the way you want it to be lived, rather than listening to people that you hate. Alright? I love all of you. Have a beautiful fucking day, a beautiful fucking life, and go fuck yourself. Hit him with the Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.